Hello and welcome back. I'm Eric Sunset, your host of the Doc Buddy Journal. We're recording this episode today, which is April 14th, 2023. Um, before we get into today's episode, be sure you're subscribed on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or both so you can always hear the newest episodes of the Doc Buddy Journal. And you heard correct that we are recording this episode. Today I'm joined by two very special guests. We have Bill Prentice, who is the CEO of ASCA, the Ambulatory Surgery Center Association as well as Chris Schriever, who is an AS, uh, excuse me, who's an ASCA consultant responsible for affiliate and vendor relations, which includes bringing all the exhibitors and sponsors together at ASCA's conferences. Chris is also the CEO of ASC Data. Gentlemen, thanks for taking a little time out of your week to join us. Eric, uh, it's Bill. I, I'm really pleased to be here and looking forward to spending a few minutes with you. Oh, it's my pleasure. And Chris, thanks for uh, for joining us as well. We know you're very busy getting the uh, the loose ends tied up for the show, the annual conference happening in just about a month. It's an exciting time. We're, we're five weeks away. The countdown has begun and very excited to see a, a group of people in Louisville. That's right. The, uh, the Ambulatory Surgery Center Association's annual conference and expo is May 17th through 20th in beautiful Louisville, Kentucky. Gentlemen, let's let's get right into it. What are you most excited for about this year's event? Well, I, I think it's you know still coming out of the pandemic. Even though we had our first you know in person annual meeting since the pandemic last year, it's still really exciting to be able to get together in in person, particularly in such a, a cool city like Louisville, Kentucky, which. I think a lot of people, you know, know something about whether it's about Bourbon or Muhammad Ali or um, obviously the Kentucky Derby. But to have a chance to visit that city for a few days, you know, all the continuing education that we're, you know, we have scheduled for ASC professionals, all the outstanding networking that folks are going to be able to do while they're there on site, you know, and then the largest, you know, exhibit hall of suppliers and service professionals that serve the ASC community to have all that together in just a few short weeks has me really excited. Absolutely. And you, you made a reference to it. We're all still feeling some amount of ripple effect from uh, from the COVID-19 pandemic. The ASC landscape is no different. Um, it's had to weather the storm just like uh, we all have. So going into this year's event, what kind of information do you think is going to be most valuable for attendees that they are really only going to be able to get here? Well, I think it's going to be the quality of the education that ASCA offers. You know, our education committee and our education team on staff work throughout the year to knit together um, uh, the, the best speakers, the best topics so that, you know, we can offer a tremendous opportunity um, for ASC professionals, whether they're administrators, nurses, you know, other clinical or non-clinical clinical staff, to be able to get the education and training they need to be able to run a really high-quality, efficient, patient-centric um, surgery center. Um, so that's the thing that I think I'm most excited about and the thing that I think attracts our attendees most. Absolutely. And when you when you look at the ASC landscape as a whole, you know, all of medicine is a business, but it seems to me through my lens that ASCs are particularly dialed in. The competition is increasing. There is uh, some amount of market share that uh, that everybody wants to capture. So when you look at it either through that lens or through patient outcomes and, and running an efficient surgery center, can you name some of the new topics uh, that you're excited to cover? 
That's a tough one, Eric, because, uh, you know, with the full agenda that we have, it's, you know, really hard to kind of pick, you know, my favorites. But if I, you know, I guess if I'm forced to, um, I'd say there's uh, one focused around the movement of procedures from hospital to the outpatient setting, which is something that obviously is really important to our community, you know, billing and reimbursements, clinical considerations for moderate sedation and improving patient outcomes and satisfaction. Uh, Kelly Marie Bemis is uh, leading the session that covers uh, cardiovascular procedures within your ASC, which is something that's a really hot topic. Uh, Maura Cash Dent is leading a session on the ASC role in reducing disparity of care, uh, which is, again, something that's really important in healthcare right now. And uh, Joni Bradley, Brady will be uh, presenting on clinical considerations for moderate sedation. Um, th- those are just three of more than 50 sessions that are going to be available through our conference. So there's essentially just a huge range of topics um, that I think to pique everyone's interest. Yeah, and as an attendee, you're essentially spoiled for choice. You can visit the ASCA website and see just what types of education is available and get a track uh, put together that is specifically for you. I want to go back to one of the things you said about cardiovascular procedures being hot uh, in the surgery center space. There's obviously a lot of buzz around that. You see a new article almost daily on on Becker's or pick your, your ASC news source of choice. As the CEO of ASCA, um, what are you hearing? What are you seeing around um, more cardio being done in a surgery center? Well, I, I think there's just a, a tremendous opportunity. One of the things that I, I think we can see is that you know every year more and more procedures are moving out of the hospital into the outpatient setting, whether that's the HOPD, the ASC, the physician office. And, and that's a trend that's just not going to stop. Um, so I, I think when, you know, you look at the, you know, the clinical advances that we're seeing, the, you know, the improvements in pain control, um, uh, the technological advances that we're seeing, I think it's, it's just going to be, you know, a continued drive outpatient. And I think ASCs are set up to be able to handle so many of those procedures on appropriate patients. So, um, the, the future is very bright when it comes to, you know, the, the, the types of things that you're going to see being done in surgery centers. Um, and so I, I think that the education that we're offering around these topics is just going to try, I think, try to help kind of push those along and make sure that the facilities and the staff are prepared to meet the challenges of performing these new procedures. Absolutely. And it, it almost seems inevitable to have more and more procedures flowing to the surgery center. I mean, it's a win for all stakeholders, really, uh, patients above all else and their outcomes. Exactly. Yeah. And if I may, um, we have an exhibit hall this year that has almost two dozen new exhibitors, uh, new that is to the ASCA conference. These are, com- these are companies that provide services that can help uh, with the transition of a number of these new cases um, or procedures that are moving from the hospital setting to the outpatient setting. So there really will be an opportunity for the attendee to learn throughout the entire conference, whether you're networking at a reception, visiting exhibitors in the exhibit hall, or attending one of those 50 plus sessions. Absolutely. And you know, there's there's a lot of options. It's a it's a big buffet uh, available to attendees for folks that have, have come and gone before and and seen the show in action. They'll have kind of a feel for what they want to do and where they need to be. 
what would you tell somebody who's going to be a first time attendee? Well, I think we do a really good job of welcoming new attendees. And, and I think uh, the, the good thing is, is the ASC community is so friendly and, and open. Uh, we make it really easy for them to, to find, you know, new friends at our conference to kind of help guide them along. Um, and, and obviously the ASCA staff that is on site, the meeting are ready and willing to help any new attendee, make sure that they get their footing as quickly as possible, find the right sessions, uh, you know, attend the right events. So we make it really easy for somebody who might come in a stranger, uh, to, uh, to leave the ASCA conference with a, a bunch of new friends and new information. I think that's, I think that's absolutely spot on, Bill. The, the other thing is the group of people that gather together for the ASCA conference have such a great energy and are so enthusiastic. And as you mentioned, friendly and open, that it's very easy to part, to partner with someone, get to know someone, learn what they're, what they're, uh, t- what sessions they're attending and what they might recommend. We also have an incredible app that will guide you through the entire conference. It will allow you to put together your own schedule, remind you of what sessions you were most interested in, and help you find that sponsor or that exhibitor that has a product or a service that can help with um, one of the challenges you might be facing. And I'll, I'll second the sentiment that the ASC crowd is a very friendly group, very easy to get along with. So definitely don't be shy to walk up to a stranger and make a new friend because they'll be feeling the exact same way you are. And on top of that, Eric, the, uh, the, you know, the social events that we have, you know, the, the exhibit hall receptions we have on Wednesday and Thursday night, and then the social event that we have planned at the Kentucky Derby Museum you know, on the grounds of Churchill Downs, are just going to be such wonderful opportunities to network and, and, you know, find old friends and meet new ones. So, you know, it's not all work at our conference. We're, we're trying to make sure that people leave uh, having a little bit of fun as well. Nothing wrong with that. And just to go back to um, uh, the previous topic around sessions, obviously listeners of the Doc Buddy Journal know that we exist to take the pain and cost out of some either legacy or broken healthcare workflows. One of the driving factors for that that heartburn uh, around tough workloads is, is burnout. So we know this is an ongoing epidemic, really, in healthcare. That burnout, both for physicians and their staffs, is taking a heavy toll uh, on healthcare and on the system in general. Um, I believe there's a couple sessions around burnout uh, next month in Louisville. Is that right, Chris? There absolutely are, Eric. In fact, um, on Thursday, there are two of them. The first one is uh, Tips and Tricks of Staff Engagement that is led by uh, Janie Kinsey. Um, and, and that should be an outstanding session. And it's to be followed by uh, one that will cover uh, staffing, scheduling, and cross-training. Another great way of making sure that all of everything that needs to be covered in the day-to-day operations of a center has been done so and can be easily done so with with a variety of staff. And that session is going to be led by uh, Lori Martini. That's awesome. I mean, at the end of the day, you can only control what you can control. You know, knock on wood, God forbid, there aren't there isn't a COVID-24 out there brewing. So best just to be prepared and be able to deliver care with whatever the world throws at you. 100%. So the big question, we're, we're five weeks out, like you said, Chris, I'd imagine it's not too late to register. I'm glad you asked. It's absolutely not. In fact, 
Um, Eric, I'm really excited that we were able to put together a discount for those listening to the Doc Buddy um, uh, podcast today. Um, if you were to register uh, online before April 28th, you can save $200 by using discount code DOCBUDDY. That's D-O-C-B-U-D-D-Y, all lowercase. Register before April 28th and save $200 on your registration. That's huge. And uh, certainly not too late at all. You got a couple of weeks to do it. And uh, listeners will appreciate that discount code DOCBUDDY. Thank you very much for that. And if, and if I can, I want to pivot a little bit um, back to ASCA as a whole. I want to go a little bit more macro. We, we talked about the show. You got to be there. We hope you'll stop by our booth as well, which is number 807 uh, while we're all together in Louisville. Um, but looking at uh, the big picture, or a little bit more of the big picture, ASCA serves a very distinct purpose, and that's to assist ASCs in delivering safe, high-quality, and cost-effective patient care. That doesn't just happen. Uh, that, that isn't a coincidence. There's a lot that goes in behind the scenes. Now, Bill, I know ASCA's National Advocacy Day wasn't so long ago. Uh, care to share any, any big wins or big findings uh, from that? Well, well, sure. I, I think the the important thing for your listeners to know about ASK is that you know we're the only group at the national level um, that is representing the ASC model from the small independent single specialty surgery center uh, to the large management company you know run multi specialty facility. And um, I take great pride in the fact that you know we have uh, a really great board of volunteers from around the ASC community to help guide what we do, as well as what I would say is the, the best staff team that we've ever had at ASCA in, in helping to accomplish the things that we're trying to do on behalf of uh, the ASC community. You mentioned advocacy. Obviously, that is a primary function for us to try and make sure that our lawmakers at the federal level in Congress, as well as our policymakers at the federal agencies, understand what ASCs are and the value that we bring to the healthcare system and the critical role we play in providing really efficient outpatient procedural care um, to, to their constituents, our patients. So that's obviously a primary responsibility. You know, we've been talking about our education, which I think is another critical role that we play in terms of trying to make sure that the, the folks that work in surgery centers remain up to date on the latest clinical, financial, and operational advances so that they can run those centers efficiently uh, so that the physicians can provide care at the lowest possible cost with the greatest possible quality. Um, that's something we take a lot of pride in. And we work very you know, closely with uh, our, you know, friends in the ASC community, including the ASC Quality Collaboration, to try and make sure that we're really focused on the issue of quality and that we're developing measures of quality and safety uh, that we can apply within the ASC model uh, to be able to prove to you know, our patients, to the health media, to policymakers, to the, the payers, um, that the care that we're providing is um, state-of-the-art. Um, so I take a lot of pride in all of the, the things that we're able to do with a really modest budget, a really modest staff. I think we punch above our weight, uh, but I think uh, you know, we're working on some really great things for the ASC community, and, and I feel really optimistic about where we're heading. The, the future is absolutely bright for surgery centers as a whole. We 
referenced earlier the uh, the inpatient only list and how more and more procedures are, are being taken off of that IPO list. But if, if we can, Bill, I'd like to flash back. You've, you've been the CEO of ASCA for the last 12 plus years or so. What would you say are some of the biggest changes or, or what has surprised you most um, in favor of ASCs? Well, I, I think just in the, the 12 years that I've been around, Eric, in this space, um, I've just seen a greater and greater understanding by both policymakers and the media of the role of surgery centers. We, we're a relatively uh, misunderstood little corner of the, the world of healthcare, care. Uh, but I think we've done a really good job over time of make, making people understand the, the critical role we play in terms of you know, uh, 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 reducing the cost of healthcare for millions of Americans who need the type of uh, procedures that that we perform. So that's been really important. I think the complexity of the whole healthcare world is something that, you know, I, I constantly, you know, am amazed by the, the fact that things seem to be getting more and more complicated, more and more complex rather than simpler. Um, but again, I, I don't think that has stood in the way of the ASC model and, and the, the great men and women who work, you know, in our facilities from surgeons on down in terms of being able to adapt to that and to, to be able to meet the challenges of that complexity um, and still find ways to provide really high quality care at, at a really efficient price. That's the clincher. It, this is one of those rare instances in life where everybody wins when procedures are happening at the ASC. Amen. One of the one of the things you mentioned earlier there was that you've had to dispel some misunderstandings or, or misconceptions about what the ASC is and does uh, to policymakers and, and the public in general. What, what do you think is top of that list for number one misunderstanding? Well, I, I would say just the the amount of regulation that um, that that ASCs you know um, undergo uh, as a means of ensuring that we're providing high quality care, uh, I think it's it's surprised us in the past that um, that few lawmakers or policymakers really understood that the regulatory framework that we operate under as a surgery center is essentially identical to that of a hospital outpatient department. Um, and I think once people become aware of that, I think they, be, they have a greater understanding of why the ASC model um, is the right choice for so many patients, because you know we, we are very well regulated, um, very safe. Um, and, and I think that's something that it's taken a little bit of time to get people to understand. But you know once we get that understood, um, we see the benefits of it. Sure, makes sense to me. And then looking ahead to the to the future, what is uh, what's on the roadmap for ASCA the rest of twenty twenty three and beyond? Well, you know, we we've kind of touched on it throughout this podcast. Obviously, increasing the numbers of procedures and the number of patients that can access surgery centers is of paramount importance. So. One of the things that you know we spend a lot of time on is working with um, our regulators at the federal level, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, in trying to uh, convince them to uh, move more and more procedures onto our reimbursable list. So that uh, you know they've been a little um, slow in I think uh, acknowledging that we could be doing more procedures. You know we've talked about you know cardiac. But there's still some really important orthopedic procedures like total shoulder 
um, that we're currently not uh, permitted to be reimbursed for under Medicare for performing on Medicare beneficiaries. And that's really unfortunate because we're doing a really great job of providing those pr procedures on commercial patients, including some, you know, nearing uh, the Medicare, you know, age. Um, so that's something that we're going to spend a lot of time on is just trying to kind of continue to bring clinical data and evidence to, um, to CMS so that they can move more procedures onto our reimbursable list, which will only result in billions of dollars of savings to the Medicare program and we as taxpayers, and allow more Medicare beneficiaries to, to be able to go to a surgery center and get the care they need and go home. That's just it. Access to great outcomes is critical to solving some of our, uh, of our healthcare system woes here. Agreed. We well, appreciate your thoughts on, uh, on both ASCA's national event as well as ASCA's uh, doings and efforts uh, as an organization. So as, as we look to wrap up here, uh, obviously not too late to register. There's a great discount code available to you. Chris, do you uh, want to steer folks to any particular part of the website? No, Eric, that's a really great question. If you head to ASCAssociation.org, there's a pop-up that will appear that will take you directly to ASCA 2023's conference and expo. From that page, if you click on the registration link um, and enter that discount code, DOCBUDDY, all lowercase, you can save $200 on your registration if you've not registered already. If you are already registered, please take a look at the schedule, take a look at the sponsors and the exhibitor tab. There's a lot of great things that will be happening in Louisville in five weeks, and we certainly hope that you join us. We look forward to you joining us, and uh, thank you. Oh, it's our pleasure. And, and for the folks that want to stay especially plugged in, can they find you on social media? Where's your platform of choice there? Absolutely. You know, LinkedIn is really where ASCA is most active. However, you can also follow us on Facebook and follow the ASCA pack on Instagram. There you go. And I know ASCA has dedication to, uh, to creating media as well. Are there any podcasts or video series you want to point people to? I'm so glad you asked. You know, at the height of COVID, ASCA introduced a, a, a podcast, the Advancing Surgical Care podcast, which is available through your podcast app um, and uh, from the ASCAssociation.org webpage. In fact, there was just a, uh, a podcast that was released that covers um, the very legislation that we spoke of earlier, the Outpatient Surgery Quality and Access Act of 2023. We hope you will tune in. It's, it's a great podcast, quick, easy listen that'll help you stay informed on some of the greatest challenges and advances of BASD industry. Well, that's great. Bill, Chris, thanks so much for spending a little bit of time with us today. Really enjoyed the conversation. Well, thank you, Eric. I'm, I'm very appreciative of you and your colleagues at DocBuddy and, and the, the value that you're bringing to the ASC community and my members and appreciate having this opportunity to spend a few minutes with you. Absolutely. Hope we get the chance to do it again. So on behalf of the entire DocBuddy team, thanks for listening and be sure you stop by booth number 807 in Louisville. We'll see you soon.